Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. I want to kind of focus our conversation now on reasons for procrastination. And we talked a little bit about that on Monday, but I want to kind of go through this because in your book, Freedom from Procrastination, you lay out the specific reasons that most people have for procrastinating. And it's not like we intentionally think about this, you know, think, okay, I'm going to make my list of all the reasons why I'm procrastinating on the things that need to be done. But they're just things that just kind of naturally happen. And so let's go through that. We're going to just kind of dig into this and dissect it a little bit. Okay. Sounds good. So what's the, what's the first one? Give, give us the first reason for procrastination. The first reason is it's not important. And what we usually say, um, we might say, oh, I won't get ready for the potluck because, you know, it's not that important. I can do it later, right? <laughs> so th- say things like, I can do it later or with exercise. It's not that big of a deal if I skip today or or there's a good reason I, I can't do this today. I'm tired or I'll do it later. So in a way, when it's us procrastinating, mm-hmm. um, we do kind of think it's important, but just not important to do today. So with Mm -hmm. that one, we want to learn consistency. And some people, I I used to have a little acronym. So like if there's four habits you want to develop or four, I do it for work. Sometimes I used to have the acronym called Trippy. So I do like three hours of theme, whatever the theme was for the day related writing. And then one, the R was random projects. Anyway, so I had different things, those letters. So you could say, okay, what am I trying to develop my life? And then, you know, mm-hmm. label them and try and make an acronym out of it. So that would help with routines. Um, sure. I also have a lot of renewing questions in that book, Freedom from Procrastination, because the thing is, we're transformed by the renewing of the mind. And that works for anything we want to change, including overcoming procrastination. So we have lies we believe that make us not want to do our work or, or whatever it is we're trying to do. And so yeah. when we list the lie, we put on the truth, we'll actually see that our desires change. So the truth really does set us free. Um, I have a bunch of questions. I have another book called The Renewing the Mind Project, where I have all these questions for starting a habit and working on goals. And when I go through those questions, usually by the third or fourth question, I actually feel like doing my project. So I start to I start to work on it. So if we change what we believe, we're going to start having more self-control because we're going to start seeing the value in doing things, doing them today, mm-hmm. not procrastinating. Yeah. And with our kids, it works differently. So with with the kids, if they're saying it's not that important, a lot of times they think it's not that important. You know, you guys (laughs) all remember, why should I have to learn all the capitals of all the states? You know what I mean? They have all this work that's not that important, or it's not that important to do chores. So um, you have to find a reason for them to do it. And you Mm. can't count on the fact that they might say, oh, this is important. They might never say that. So really a good reason might be a consequence. So I had one friend um, who couldn't get her, I think he was in high school at that time, kid to do his work. So if he didn't do his work and get it done by a certain time, he didn't get to have his phone for the rest of the day. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden became more important to him because he wanted to have his phone in the late afternoon. Or um, what I did with the household chores, I divide the whole house vacuuming, um, ba- clean bathrooms, everything into little 15 minute jobs. I had four kids. Mm-hmm. 
So every kid before breakfast, they had to do their 15 minute job and I always made a hot breakfast. I always had it like, you know, whatever, 830. But if they didn't have their job finished without being told, they got a little check on a chart. It was just a diagonal line. I used graph paper. So picture Mm -hmm. graph paper, each kid's name, those little boxes, they get a diagonal line if their job's not done by breakfast. Well, each diagonal line represents a 15 minute job that they'll have to do for me whenever I need somebody to do a 15 minute oh, job. Nice. <laughs> so if I need some weed in the garden, I look up at the chart, I see who has the most checks. And I say, oh, can you weed the garden? And you do it super cheerfully, super lovingly. You don't, uh, you know, right? yeah, with respect. But um, my kids, they always did their jobs. They were never told. They didn't get checks for that. So it's another thing where you're teaching them to do things routinely that need to be done that will Mm -hmm. help them so much later in life. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, the next one is, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Okay, and this one is, it's no fun. I really don't want to do it. So boring, I shouldn't have to do it. Um, And from our cultural perspective, we feel like life should be fun, right? We should be able mm-hmm, to get to right. do what we want, when we want. And that's pervasive throughout our culture. Yes. So with this one, um, the renewing activities in, in the book, I'll have, you know, we'll talk about what it's like in scripture. And we'll go to the Bible and we'll say, is this really what Jesus taught? No, Jesus mm-hmm. taught laying down our life out of love for others. And so yeah. it's, it's as we change from a, a cultural perspective to a biblical perspective, and we really do love God and, you know, we want to do what he calls us to do, then we're, we're kind of convicted of our selfishness and, you know, how, our self-absorption and that, yeah. that change in the way we think makes us like, okay, I don't want to do it. Um, but I'll do it. And that's for service jobs. But if it if it's yeah. a goal job, maybe I just have a goal I want to do. Then I have to learn, well, I don't want to do the work, but I do want to accomplish the goal. So if I really want to accomplish the goal, I have to do the work. Yeah. So yeah. that's how that one works. I have found with um, doing jobs that I don't want to do is is changing perspective, you know, a lot. And I remember years ago going to a women's Bible study and someone at our, our Bible study table, I think it was probably our leader. She was saying, you know, as you're doing dishes, think about not, don't think about the work of doing the dishes. Think about what a blessing it is that we have dishes. Mm, think good. about what a blessing it is when you're cooking, that you have food to cook, to put on the dishes. Right. When you're doing laundry, think about what a blessing it is from the Lord that we have clothes to wash. And when we change our perspective on those things, it really does change our attitude because then it becomes a blessing and not a chore. That's and good. so te- teaching our kids that, of course, can be a little bit more difficult. And I, I try to instill that. I'm still trying to instill that in my kids. Um, but it really did change my attitude because I used to just dread doing household chores. You know, I didn't want to do dishes. I didn't want to do laundry. And so I didn't. I mean, that was this one I feel like for me should be number one was that I just didn't want to do these things. And so I often didn't. I mean, our house when we first got married was very disorganized and disorderly. Um, and now of course it still gets messy and stuff. You know, we've got, we're a family, we're home all day long and we have kids. And so, um, it's not perfect, but overall it's fairly organized and, and much more put together than it was in my early days, partly because I have been able to just change my perspective and just realize, okay, these things are a blessing. It's a blessing to have these chores to do. It's a blessing to have a house that we can clean and floors that we can clean because so many people in this world don't. And um, so it's, it's a hard thing to teach our kids, but I think it's a really great life lesson because I tell my kids, I'm like, I'm sorry, but dishes are never going to end. Laundry is never going to end. Cooking is never going to end. Like it's just part of life. And so 
either make it joyful and happy and do it or be miserable for the rest of your life every time (laughs) you have to do it. Because unless you marry a very, very wealthy man and you have servants, which is probably not likely, this is this is your world <laughs> right? <laughs> until the well, day you die. Another thing you can do too is work on making it fun. So uh-huh. a lot of times if the house was messy, we'd have a cleaning party. So oh, we'd yeah. set the buzzer for like five minutes or we just, well, we'd always turn on music. And sometimes we'd say, let's see if we can get it all picked up in two songs. So everybody's just yeah. racing all over the house, putting stuff yeah. away and we have fun music playing. So, so it's fun. And I had another yep. kid who, whenever he loaded the dishwasher, this was when he was pretty young, he'd make up stories. He'd make up stories about the things going into the dishwasher. So we found a way to make work fun. So that's another one. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.